A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak, because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the neighboring villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus begins his public ministry on a Sabbath day in Capernaum. In the synagogue, a man appears in an unclean spirit. Jesus drives out the unclean spirit. The Sabbath day continues. Jesus leaves the synagogue and enters the house of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law is in bed with a fever. We know this experience. Sickness saps our energy and isolates us. Job gives voice to the misery of human life. Life is like hard servitude, full of disappointment and toil. Job spends his nights as a sick man who tosses back and forth on his bed and wishes for morning because the night is endless. His nights and days are empty and without hope. By reading Job next to Mark, we begin to grasp the extent of the salvation that is happening here. The world is, in fact, alienated from itself and without hope. But with Jesus, the state of things comes back to plumb. People sink into rest. The evening and the morning are no longer full of disappointment, but are overflowing with messianic salvation. Jesus' touch becomes a transfusion, his life flowing into hers. The fever leaves, and service begins. God's service to her becomes her service to others. Our translation reads, She waited on them, which makes it sound like they just wanted lunch. But the Greek word is diakonia, from which we get the word deacon. Her healing allowed her to resume her ministry within the church. The woman never speaks. She's like the women who come to the tomb at the end of the gospel in chapter 16. 
The stone has been rolled back. The tomb is empty except for a young man dressed in white inside the tomb. He said to them, Do not be amazed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, the crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. But go and tell his disciples and Peter, He is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, as he told you. The women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Mark's gospel ends in silence. We do not see the risen Christ. Chapter 16, verse 8 ends with the preposition gar in the Greek. They fled from the tomb, and out of fear, they said nothing to anyone for... Wait, what? Mark is sending us back to the beginning, to Galilee, where it all began, to read the gospel again. A pattern begins to emerge, starting with today's reading. Simon's mother-in-law is sick with a fever. Jesus approached her, grasped her hand. Our translation reads, and helped her up. But the Greek word also means to raise from the dead. It's the same word Mark uses for the resurrection. Then the fever left her. In Mark chapter 5, a little girl is desperately ill at the point of death. While Jesus is on his way to her, a message comes that the girl has died. Despite this news, Jesus continues his journey. When he arrived at the house, he went in the room, took the child by the hand, and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, Little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, a child of twelve, arose immediately and walked around. In Mark chapter 9, they brought a boy to Jesus who has a spirit that renders him unable to speak. Jesus commands the spirit to leave. After crying out and convulsing him terribly, the spirit came out, leaving the boy like a corpse, which caused many to say, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, raised him, and he stood up. Do you hear the pattern? Resurrection doesn't happen at the end of the gospel. Mark's gospel is a parable. The resurrection is narrated all through the gospel. Ram Das, an American spiritual teacher in the Hindu tradition, suffered a debilitating stroke in 1997. He draws a useful distinction between curing and healing. A cure would mean restoring the way you were, whereas healing means allowing what is now to move us closer to God. Healing is initiated in the sickness. It does not wait for cure to arrive. In fact, in some illness literature, patients report a greater sense of being alive and in communion with others when they were sick. From synagogue to house to the door of the house, Jesus encounters people in need of healing. 
Returning to chapter 1, verse 32, at sunset, when the Sabbath was over, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. We miss it in English, but the Greek word for gathered is the same word for synagogue. The word profane in Latin, profanus, means outside or before the temple, rather than inside. The house is the new temple. Now in verse 35 we read, Rising very early before dawn, Jesus left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. This is the morning after the Sabbath, the first day of the week. Our translation is very clear. Rising very early, the same day that Jesus was raised from the dead. As we read earlier in chapter 16, verse 7, But go and tell his disciples and Peter, He is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, as he told you. Back in chapter 1, verse 36, Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. Mark has hidden the resurrection in the first chapter of the gospel, where it hadn't even occurred to us to look for it. Where might you find the risen Christ hiding in your life? When Simon and the others find him, Jesus told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. The risen Christ is always going ahead of us. He went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee.